You're listening to the Running Around Charlotte podcast presented by the Novant Health Charlotte Marathon. One day, five events with a race day distance for every goal and pace. Find out more or register at runcharlotte.com. This week's episode is brought to you by Pinnacle Financial Partners and Ally. They may not be able to help you hit your mile splits, but Ally can help you plan for the future. Explore all the ways you can map out your financial goals with Ally at ally.com. Ally, a proud sponsor of the Novon Health Charlotte Marathon and athletes everywhere. Now, here are your hosts for the Running Around Charlotte podcast, Tim Rhodes and DC Lucchese. Isms. Let's talk about isms. Racism, sexism, classism, right? The list goes on. We're all affected by them, even if not directly. But it's important to remember that even if something doesn't directly affect you or someone that you love, that it doesn't mean it doesn't matter, right? It does matter. And our world needs to change and become more inclusive. And, and uh, though at times it seems like we're more than more divided than ever, um, our next podcast guest gives us hope that maybe we are not quite as divided as we would think. So this week on the Running Around Charlotte podcast, we're joined by Jillian Pete Hamilton. She's from the Race Against Isms and works with TIAA, who is putting on a series of races uh, called Race Against Isms 5K. And uh, Jillian's here today to tell us about the opportunities that their race provides, as well as the work that we must do to keep going to achieve a world without isms. So we don't have to say that. So Jillian, thanks for joining us this morning. Can you tell us a little bit about the history behind Race Against Isms and how it got started? Happy to, and thank you for having me today, Tim. Um, so the race against, actually when, when it started initially, it was called the race against racism. And this happened in wake of all of the incidents of racial injustice that took place in 2020. Uh, so by June, 2020, even though we were um, all virtual um, and at home, our associates had the opportunity to participate in this race against racism, where they identified a, a, an event of historical significance and chose to do something to commemorate that event. So if Juneteenth was the thing that they wanted to celebrate, then they might run or ride or walk 6.19 miles, which is the date associated with Juneteenth. Um, Flip forward two years now, um, we have expanded from the race against racism to the race against isms. And like you aptly pointed out, the race against isms is broader than racism. It's really all the isms that negatively impact our society. So whether that is sexism, ableism, ageism, heterosexism, um, you choose classism, you know, you can choose exactly what it is that is most important to you and what it is that you would like to race against. At the end of the day, I think, um, and I'm going to cut in real here real quick. We're also joined today by DC Lucchese, who is along for the ride this morning. Good, good morning, DC. How you doing? <laughs> good morning again. <laughs> Very all good. good. All good. Um, so I, I, I think, you know, I, I want I just want to feel like I'm welcome, right? I want to feel like there's a place for me wherever I am, whether I'm at a store or out socially or um, at a function. I want to feel like 
I'm, I might not connect with everybody in that audience, but there's a place for me there. And there's somebody that I can connect with and have a conversation with. And we might not all be alike, but just being able to have a civil conversation <laughs> without, without having somebody, you know, have our differences be an issue and like, how, how do we do that? How is it just conversation? Is it creating more awareness? What, what is, what's the, what's the step we all need to take here? Yeah, I think everyone has a different, different perspective and different things that are important to them. Also, I think there are different ways to reach everyone, right? So what works for you uh, may not be the thing that works for me. And so internally, we've internally at TIAA, we've created a platform called Be the Change. And this is how we communicate with our associates about you know, the better workplace that we're trying to create and more broadly, the better society or the impact that we're hoping that our associates will have on society as well. Um, and so we try to create different types of programs internally to ensure that we're reaching everyone where they are and in the way that they would like to be communicated to. Um, so whether it's a presentation from our CEO or a roundtable conversation where everyone can participate, or a 5K race and, and one mile race um, where you know you can have fun and still have conversations and dialogue about the isms. And that's what we're really hoping for, that every time that you've participated in one of our Be The Change programs, you've also had the chance to think about Maybe there's that one more thing that you can do to be the change. And there's a takeaway beyond just the event that you have participated in. So it's always a goal is to identify different platforms and different ways to reach different audiences with the hope that you leave with motivation to do at least one thing to be the change. I love it. And let's talk about those platforms of all the things in all the world and all the opportunities. You chose a race. How, what was the rationale behind that? Well, first of all, we have um, a couple of runners on our team, so that always helps. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Head runners head are instigators, <laughs> Um, yes, yeah, so there, there's lots of enthusiasm about this opportunity. You know, it's, it's a slightly different approach. It, it reaches certainly a different audience. Sure. Um, and, you know, when the idea was initially formulated, like I said, the race format really allowed for everyone, no matter who you were, um, to get involved. So we had our family members that were rollerblading, they were rowing, they were riding, um, running and walking, um, you know, everyone identified their means of participating yeah. in the race that was meaningful mm -hmm. to them and the distance as well. 
of course, um, in an effort to expand it to our community um, and based also on our partnerships with our institutions, mm -hmm. we had to pick just one of those. And so we are excited and hoping that we have lots of folks that are running and walking. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll have some families with strollers out there as well, really trying to make this an accessible race where everyone has the opportunity to get involved. Um, another key element is the partnership with UNC Charlotte. We are so excited to be working with them. Uh, they have their own race that they put on mm -hmm. in the spring as well. So they're very experienced and hopefully that will make our event just that much more successful. Um, but it's been a great opportunity to work with, um, with UNC Charlotte. And we're hoping that other uh, colleges and universities will also take the opportunity to get involved. Um, uh, because I, I do think one of the key elements of this is thinking about that next generation too, and oh, yeah. how we are pushing the momentum forward. Yeah, and this one, to quick matter of housekeeping here, as you said, this one is on campus over at UNC Charlotte. It is October 16th, which yes, is, which is a Sunday morning. Or if you look at the calendar, well, it's not a Saturday. No, it's not. It's, it's not. a Sunday. Um, and so um, the, the connection with UNC Charlotte is not just a geographical venue uh, connection. Um, there are also there's also a, a scholarship component to um, this event. Tell us more about that. Yes. I am really excited that as a part of this race, we are able to um, offer five different scholarships, $1,000 scholarships to students that attend colleges and universities across North Carolina. Really, it's a, a simple application process and we'd love for students to be nominated and, and you can also self-nominate as well. The key uh, that we're looking for as a part of this scholarship opportunity is we're looking for students that have demonstrated leadership as it relates to at least one of the isms. So whether you are leading um, you know, a, a voters registration campaign or you're doing something on your campus with student groups, we want to hear the stories from our college and university students. And we're really looking forward to giving five uh, scholarships to those students that have demonstrated leadership um, as it relates to social justice. Yeah, that's great. That's it, an excellent wrinkle to yeah, this whole thing. Again, the housekeeping, just to be clear, you don't have to be a UNC Charlotte student. It's any North Carolina higher education uh, it could be community college, private school, state school, doesn't matter, correct? That's, that's exactly right. So we've made outreach to a few institutions in the area, including Johnson C. Smith, Queens, Central Piedmont, the list goes on and on. Um, we're really hoping, again, that those university students will show up, not just the university students, but also faculty and staff as well. Um, so they'll show up to the race. And then also, we're really looking forward to giving those scholarships out to some very deserving students who have been doing a lot um, in the fight against social injustice. Well, that's fantastic. And Charlotte's not the only location for an event here, is it? 
No, thank you for bringing that up, Tim. We also have a race that we're coordinating simultaneously in Denver. Um, and so that race is scheduled to take place on October 2nd. Um, similarly, we will have scholarship opportunities for students that attend Colorado institutions. Um, but we have a really great partnership with the Auraria campus in the Denver area. Right. So again, and that's Denver, Colorado. Exactly. Right? <laughs> Just to be clear, everybody, that's not Denver, North Carolina, two weeks in advance. That's Denver, Colorado. That's not Gaston College in no. Denver, North Carolina. No offense to Gaston County. Well, that's but, actually uh, in Dallas, North yeah. Carolina. But anyway, Boom. yeah, there we go. So, um, like, so TIAA is behind this. Tell us a little bit about what that. What does TIAA stand for? What is TIAA? How, why Charlotte? Why, you know, to give us some background here, because not all of us know what TIAA is. That's true. So TIAA is a financial services company. We are headquartered in New York, but we have a nice um, subset of our associates uh, in our hub location here in Charlotte. Actually, this is the largest office that we have is in the Charlotte area. Um, and so the reason that we've made this really nice connection with UNC Charlotte and some of the other colleges and universities is that we focus primarily on ensuring that um, that college uh, professors and, and faculty and staff are set up for financial success in their retirement. Um, we focus on um, healthcare and nonprofit organizations, but by and large, our institutions of higher education are our primary client. And so it's always nice to continue um, that relationship outside of the walls of our offices I will say a part of how this came about was when we started some of our Be The Change programming in 2020, we got lots of really great feedback from our institutions and they actually asked for ways that they could continue to be involved in this fight against social injustice. And so really that is a part of the impetus for how this race came about and why our colleges and institutions are a part of it and, and why we have, you know, um, we're having holding the race on the UNC Charlotte campus and inviting other colleges and universities. Um, it, it ties back to our business relationship, but also the requests that we've received from some of our client institutions as well. That's, That's awesome. That's wonderful. Yeah. I have a, I have a deep question for you. Oh, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think is the biggest hurdle to getting to a world without isms? What's, oh, what's wow. What's the one, one thing? Deep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I've, I've got an answer myself, but I want to hear what you have to say. I, I look forward to hearing your answer. I think a part of it is... You know, it's, it's interesting. I, I feel like as long as I heard someone say this, as long as we have people mm -hmm. that have um, experienced social injustice still living in the world, um, it's hard to get beyond that, right, to a world where everyone is treated equitably um, and everyone feels like they are, you know, equal pairs with everyone else. Um, I, I think the key 
for me that I focus on is that next generation. So I personally have an 11 year old and I talk to her a lot about the race against isms and the work that we do at TIAA as a part of our inclusion, diversity and equity efforts. Um, and I, to me, that is one of the biggest impacts that we can have is teaching the little ones, um, you know, not, um, you know, not that we're setting them up to have, um, you know, feelings that she will be mistreated in this world, but I just really want her to understand the history and how we would like for it to be. And that even in our family, we're very privileged and there's a lot that we can do to help others out. Um, and so that's just what I focus on. And I think, you know, if, if we do that across um, all of our families, that that's one way that we might have a really big impact. But I'd love to hear from you. What do you think? Yeah, no, I think you, I think that's a wonderful answer. Um, I, you know, I think, I think the problem comes down to, we're all so quick to judge. I, I think, you know, um, from every side, people are like, we judge other people and that's not our job. Our job is to love other people and let God be the judge. Right. So like, who, who am I to judge someone else? I don't even know them. <laughs> right. right? I, I, so that's not my job. And like, don't judge me because you don't know me. Um, but we're also, you know, we're also all broken and, and have faults and say and do things that we shouldn't. And hopefully deep down we, we regret those mistakes. Um, but it doesn't, it doesn't mean that's, automatically who we are when we screw things up and say stuff that doesn't come out right or whatever. I'm not, I'm not saying that there aren't hateful people in this world that are bent on, you know, tearing other people down. We, you know, we certainly have to fight against that. But I think that we, if we stop judging people, we'll find that we have more in common with each other then we do differences. But I also tell my kids this. If everyone in the world were like Tim Rhodes, we would be in deep trouble. <laughs> we would be in real, like the world doesn't need a million Tim Rhodeses. The world needs one. And the world needs one Jillian Pete Hamilton. And the world needs one DC Lucchese. And the one world needs one you, whoever's listening. And that's what, you know, our differences make us alike. And so we all have a role to play. So I, I just think that's kind of the basis of it. I, th I think it's too much about judgment and quick to judge and not getting to know. And getting to know is a conversation, spending time with people, understanding that they matter as much as we do. Someone else matters as much. No one matters more than the next person. We all or matter less. equally or less. That's true. A hundred percent true. So that's, that's my little sermon for the day. Well done, pastor. Well done. Well done. <laughs> Sorry. No, that was a great answer too. Yeah. Great answer too. And I think I the Love biggest, that answer, Tim. Yeah, biggest thing on that is you know, taking the opportunity to, uh, to listen to somebody else. And, uh, fear is the biggest thing. Cause you think about, even if you went to a, for lack of a better description, a, a party of your peers, you know, that is difficult. For a lot of people to go, oh man, that is an uncomfortable situation. Be in a room full of yeah. people that I even, you know, tangentially know, but 
to do that outside of your comfort zone. That's a tall ask. Mm-hmm. So that's the best, the biggest challenge there is for folks to be able to be willing to, you know, reach out to somebody they don't know or to listen to somebody that they don't understand and go, wow, that's, I did not know that story or I did not know that perspective or yeah. I did not know those feelings or I've never heard that before. And it's like, yeah, man, it's sure. everybody's, everybody's situation, everybody's reality is their own situation, right? So yeah. being able to participate in that is huge. And we know even, you know, from a business perspective or a team's perspective, you know, it's always better to have diverse opinions in the room. You know, there are instances that we all talk about. Challenger, for example, Mm -hmm. you know, if there were different perspectives in the room, maybe that would not have happened. And that's certainly a very um, severe situation. But having different perspectives and the ability to challenge each other respectfully um, and have those conversations, you know, I, I think that's definitely what will ultimately set us all up for success in the long run. Yeah, for sure. Gotcha. So um, people, if they want to participate, um, can can someone who's like, hey, I can't participate, but I'd love to be a part of what's going on. And maybe like, is that possible or is it just like, nah, you really got to show up and, and register to run and come out and be part of our day? And if, if all of that, how do they do that? That is a great question. I'm hoping you'll help me answer this one as well. Um, I think even if you cannot participate in the race by running or walking, we also have volunteer opportunities that we would love for people to just come out and be able to participate in that way, um, just to be a part of the energy that we're hoping will take place on that day. But we're certainly happy to have your support. Just happy that you're even listening to us today. If you've made it this far, you know, it shows that you you care a lot about um, social justice. And that's just a part of what we're hoping to accomplish together today. Very good. Go. And Race Against Isms, Sunday, October 16th. You can, again, that is a Sunday. Yep. And again, the... the uh, the registration information and the date will be on the events calendar on runcharlotte.com. So you can find it all there. And the same thing with the scholarship information. If you are a student at a North Carolina college or university, you can find out about getting one of those scholarships for yourself as well. So looking forward to that one. Looking forward to that one for sure. Jillian, thank you so much. Appreciate what you're doing. Thank you both. One thing we forgot to mention, uh, important detail. If you are a college or university, if you're currently affiliated with a college or university, there's actually um, free registration for anyone associated with any um, institution of higher education. There you go, sports fans. We did not mention that. Yes. So do not let that be a barrier. Um, Please go in um, to the registration site and pick that, um, that selection. The only thing we need is a valid um, email address with that institution. And other than that, registration is free and you will get a lovely t-shirt out of the event as well. So please join us on October 16th. Awesome. We will see you there. Jillian, Pete, Helmetland, thank you so much for your time. The Running Around Charlotte podcast is presented by the Novon Health Charlotte Marathon and our partners at Pinnacle Financial and U.S. Bank. Running Around Charlotte is produced in partnership with Well Run Media and Marketing. New episodes are available every week anywhere you listen to podcasts.